I'm rolling. Me too. I'm rolling as well. Yay. All right. Hello. You're listening to the Students Podcast, NPR's podcast all about making a podcast. I'm Alyssa Nadworny. I'm Lauren Migaki. And I'm Sequoia Carrillo. The gang is all here. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I know. We're all together for one last hurrah before we announce this season's winners. And we have a lot to talk about. Today, we're listening to some early entries we liked from college students. And this is our first year hearing from college students, so it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, we get to close out this season of the podcast with college students, my favorite. (laughs) Uh, Which, by the way, the college contest ends Monday at midnight Eastern. Is that right, guys? Yeah. Yep, February 15th. February 15th. Okay. So, yeah, (laughs) that's soon. Get them in. But for high school and middle school students, you guys still have a month left. We got a lot of amazing podcasts, and I feel like there's a bunch of them that we need to highlight. Definitely. And there was such a big variety. Like, we got entries from entire college newsrooms and some that were just students interviewing their parents. Lauren, why don't you go first? Tell us, what did you love the most? Yes, I would love to tell you my favorite podcast that I listened to was called Kid Talk, How Kids Perceive the Coronavirus. And I'm going to play you a little bit. Dangerous, I guess. Not fun. Repetitive. Distancing, I guess. Deadly. Boring. Annoying. Dangerous. Different. Lonely. Ten kids were asked to describe the coronavirus in one word. Those are the words they chose. So this podcast is put together by Audrey Thiebert. She's a freshman at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And basically, Audrey interviewed a bunch of kids and asked them how they felt about the coronavirus. And there's so many good things to say about this podcast, but the biggest one is just that she listened to kids. You know, we hear so many stories about kids, and it was really refreshing to actually hear from kids. When I asked one six-year-old why wearing masks is important, his answer really stuck with me. Whenever I see somebody cough, I feel scared. Ugh, that's so sad. That tape is so sad. So, so sad. But also, I feel that kid. Like, I do notice when people cough now. Okay, but it wasn't all doom and gloom. Uh, Audrey said a lot of the kids she talked to had learned new skills and found new hobbies. This nine-year-old from Minneapolis has become a well-established author. I'm going to say something. I have ten series of books. I have one called... The Whistle on the Wind, one called Gorthia. I had one and myself called The Little Boy when I was five. And then I had I have another up to Link and then another one that's called... Uh, also, Guardians I should say Audrey's Speak, podcast so is really funny. Of- kind of depressing when a nine-year-old has accomplished more than you, am I right? So basically, I just really like that Audrey listened and she made space for kids and kind of allowed their feelings to be pretty nuanced about the coronavirus. Yeah, she did such a great job. Alyssa, you're up next. What was your favorite from the college podcast entries? Okay, so as a reporter for NPR, I cover higher ed. So I've spent a lot of this year trying to capture what the heck just happened on college campuses during the pandemic. And the episode I loved so far basically does just that. It's by Sophie LeClay. She's a freshman at Dickinson College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And she interviewed some of her friends who got to lots of different colleges about what the fall semester was like. Some colleges have kept the door open for students to return this fall, but it looks drastically different than it did in the past. The voices of the students, they chronicle the shutdown. So starting with spring break last March. So we all left thinking it was spring break. No one really packed anything. Um, We thought we were all coming back. 
And then they get at the rise of COVID on campus. It was like Halloween weekend. Our cases got really bad. Um, and so my the university shut down for two weeks. They had a two-week lockdown to try to get cases back down. And they touch on the isolation of those who are taking classes at home, living at home, doing everything online. Being like the only person home from the people that I went to high school with was very hard. Just not being able to see friends. Also not being able to make new friends that I was looking forward to at college. I lost all my motivation and now I'm like trying to figure things out before finals. So I don't know, it's it's been kind of rough. I thought Sophie did a great job editing the interviews and creating this story arc, kind of moving us through the episode. And I love hearing all the different perspectives of what college was like this year. I'm also curious if you're a college student and you're listening to this, do any of those experiences ring true to you? Um, you can share your thoughts with us at NPR underscore ed. That's our Twitter handle. Just DM us or tweet us. I would love to hear what you think. All right, Sequoia, you're up. What was one of your favorite podcast entries? So I had a few I really loved, but one that was so interesting to me was by Jacob Aloy, a student at Hamlin University in Minnesota. But he actually grew up in Hawaii. Picture with me for a second that you are in my hometown walking down Market Street in Wailuku on the island of Maui. You hear the cars rushing by as locals try to make it to work and tourists try to make it to whatever beach they are trying to find on their guide map. You hear the flipping and flopping of rubber slippers. And every so often, you catch the waves in the far distance. But most prevalent is a language that you do not fully understand, even if you speak English fluently as your first language. Some words you're able to pick up, but some you don't understand. This is Hawaiian Pigeon. It is iconic and as ubiquitous as shave ice and surfing to the Hawaiian Islands. I'd never heard of this language, and I just wanted to do some research, but I actually ended up falling into a deep internet hole after this podcast because it's such an interesting history, and Jacob touches on it when he interviews his aunt. You can even hear her speaking Hawaiian pidgin at one point. So what? They're going to come away? I don't know. They said they was going to come. So what? You think they're going? Nah, they're not going to come. Ah, poor all these kind of kids, yeah? Whatever. What you just heard was an example of Hawaiian Pigeon. It is widespread across the islands. There are comedy shows and comedians who perform almost entirely in Pigeon. And there is even a Hawaiian Pigeon translation of the Christian Bible called The Good and Special Book. So that was my favorite. But we all had a few others that we wanted to give a nod to, right? Yeah, one's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I really want to shout out this podcast by Sam Richbun and Kevin Gilbert. Uh, They both go to the University of Albany, and they did a sports talk podcast. (laughs) And I got to say, I don't know anything about sports, but their excitement was totally infectious. All right. So I'm going to start things off for Show Him Some Respect, episode two, by the way. (laughs) I'm going going to Hollywood. I'm going to L.A. It's the L.A. Rams cornerback, Darius Williams. I want to sound like them, honestly. Yeah. Like, I love that. <laughs> what about you, Square? I had one that I loved that was really well-researched and thoughtful out of the University of Virginia. It was by Curry and Thomas about a historically Black neighborhood in Charlottesville. The city, the chamber, the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority, as well as the university, led the charge of essentially targeting all the Black communities to be raised 
or demolished because they were seen as what they were called blighted communities. Ultimately, what, what that meant and translated to back then is that these are places that white people did not want around. Alyssa, did you have one you liked? I'm going to give a shout out to Bernadette Fox. She's a student at Metropolitan State University in Minnesota. She interviewed her parents for her podcast. It's called Marriage and Quarantine, and I love it. You just celebrated 30 years of marriage. (laughs) At that time, where did you think you'd be 30 years later? And how does it compare to where you find yourself now? When Stephen and I got married 30 years ago, I'm not sure we had an idea of what was to come. I didn't have a clue. Aww. Okay, so we're going to link to all of those (laughs) on our Twitter page. That's at NPR underscore Ed. Thanks so much for sticking with us this season. And we'll be back when we have a winner. (laughs) And remember, February 15th is the deadline for college students. And high school and middle school students, you have until March 15th. Hurry up. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Blue Microphones. Blue has helped millions of podcasters, musicians, and storytellers to raise their voices since they began making mics over 25 years ago. Blue is best known for creating Yeti, the iconic mic that plugs straight into your laptop so you can sound great, even if you've never recorded before. Visit bluemic.com and click Get Started to find the mic that's right for you. This episode was written by all of us. Alyssa Nadwarney, Lauren Magaki, Sequoia Carrillo, and I also produced the episode. And it was edited by Steve Drummond. Our theme music is by Sam D'Agostino. Thanks for listening to our show, and we can't wait to listen to yours. <laughs>